With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. In front of the net to McDavid scores! There's number 15! Eugene Hopkins did not like that hit on Kyler Yamamoto and lands a clubbing right hand that fells Justin Hall. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. All right, I got to tell you something here. 2018, 2018 on July 13th, July 26th, and August 2nd. Those three dates... The last time the EEs won three consecutive games. They're going to try to have a three-game winning streak on Monday when they play the Calgary Stampeders on Labor Day. It's on 6.30, Chad, with the countdown to kickoff at 3.30 and the game at 5. So that was the last time they won three consecutive games. July 13th of 2018, 16-15, home to Toronto. Then they had a bye on July 26th, a road win, 44-23 over Montreal. And then August 2nd, a home win, 26-19 over a team from Saskatchewan. So we know it's been uh, tough the last several seasons for the green and gold. And maybe some light here at the end of the tunnel with two straight wins and Trey Ford excelling at quarterback. But uh, with the home losing streak finally ended and now they'll look for a three-game winning streak for the first time. I guess it's in five years, uh, but really in four seasons because there no there was no year in 2020. Still, it's been a while, but that's, uh, that's one thing uh, for uh, to add to your list of storylines for Monday. The other one is uh, one of the other mini is uh, whoever wins that game on Monday takes the overall lead on Labor Day. It's 30 wins apiece right now with one game having been tied. Uh, the Stampeders have won 13 of the last 16 on Labor Day. And the Elks back on the field today. Of course, the talk of the town, the talk really of the CFL, and we're going to have some outside perspective on Trey Ford as we move along tonight. But Trey Ford is the talk of the town, the guy who's giving the fan base a lot of hope and who has looked really, really good. And he says, yeah, you know what? We're thinking about a playoff spot, even though our record isn't great. Yeah, I mean, the, these Sweet. games these games are crucial, I mean, for playoffs. I know people don't like, you know, talking about playoffs. I mean, we're 2-9, and nine, so, you know, not obviously in a great spot for playoffs. But, I mean, realistically, we want to win every single game. And if we do win every single game, it's going to lead to playoffs. So, I think it's always something to have in the back of your head. But we're just still taking it week by week. All right. So, you, you know how it works in the CFL. Yes, six out of the nine teams make the playoffs. The top two in each division... Uh, and then really the next two best teams because of the crossover. So Edmonton is still not in a great spot. Two wins, Calgary has three. If Calgary were to win both games this weekend, then I would suggest that it's over for playoffs for the Elks because they'd be three games behind Calgary with uh, five games left, and Calgary would also have the tiebreaker. If it's a split, 
okay, the Elks are still hanging around. The tiebreaker would go to the team with the uh, better point differential in this series if Edmonton would then track down the Stamps by the end of the season. If Edmonton wins both, they pass Calgary outright and they have the tiebreaker. And then you're talking about maybe trying to track down Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan has two uh, tough games coming up against Winnipeg. And then the Elks play them after the home-and-home with Calgary. And you keep an eye on what's going on in the East. Hamilton already with four wins. Ottawa only with three. So if uh, the Elks can finish fourth and then have a better record than the bottom two teams in the East, they would cross over to the East. We've seen that happen several times in the past, uh, including with the Elks. Well, uh, the last time they were in the postseason in 2019, they were actually fourth in the West and crossed over. Now, here's the thing to remember. The tiebreaker, so hypothetically, let's say Edmonton got to, to, to seven wins and Hamilton had seven wins. Hamilton would get in. The tiebreaker in that case is the team stays in its own division. So uh, the Elks would have to outright have a better record than both Hamilton or Ottawa, which again is something we can be talking about in a week and a half if they win both games in this series. So just, just, just some uh, thoughts there on the implications. Certainly the Elks have to at least split to still be talking about playoffs. Uh, when we uh, when we get back at it on September, uh, I guess Monday, September 11th, we'd have a show after the uh, rematch game on September 9th. But the head coach, GM Chris Jones, just happy to see his troops finally get getting rewarded with wins. Breath of fresh air to, to walk off the field, you know, victorious after a win. There's nothing like being in a locker room after the guys know they've gone out and earned a, a win. So uh, certainly that aspect of it is is very good. But like, like you've been at practice, you've seen, I mean, these these kids, they work hard. They show up every week, regardless of what the uh, result was the prior two days prior, and uh, and I'm proud of that. And now it's turn the page time, right? Absolutely. I mean, this week we uh, we've given ourselves an opportunity to go play another week and uh, play against a very good Calgary team down there, a very hard place to play, and uh, they're a well coached team. We got all kind of athletes. All right, so. And what we've seen here is a total transformation on offense, which was, as much as they might have some flaws and some errors in other areas, it was, as, as we talked about for weeks on this very program, it was mainly the offense that was holding this team back. Uh, not driving the ball in two games, not even scoring points, rarely making even an exciting or a big play. Well, that changed. Yes, they lost to Winnipeg, but they got three offensive touchdowns. They got, you know, the long catch and run by Kyran Moore. Uh, they got a long running touchdown by Brown back in that game. Uh, they did get a defensive touchdown as well. They got to 29 points. Didn't win, but you started to wonder, okay, can this happen? And then against weaker teams, Hamilton and Ottawa, uh, they keep the points against down. Trey Ford able to move the ball with his arm and with his legs. And as I'm sure you've seen, he was named one of the players of the month in the Canadian Football League. Uh, They do this CFL honor roll powered by Pro Football Focus and uh, Trey Ford was named the top quarterback for the month of August. So his insertion into the lineup along with the change at offensive coordinator Stephen McAdoo out Jarius Jackson in has uh, been the spark that the green and gold really needed. Chris Jones asked today, you know, is Trey Ford the reason for this turnaround? 
Well, I mean, I think that's a real easy thing to point at, you know, and, and certainly to take nothing away from, from what Trey's brought to our football team because he's a dynamic player. He brings big playability to our football team. But at the same time, especially in Hamilton, when you only take five penalties and you don't turn the ball over and guys play solid defense, then uh, it gives you, and special teams, it gives you an opportunity to, to win the game. Most recently, sure, I mean, uh, Trey, Trey had a big impact in the, in the outcome. All right, uh, quite windy apparently for uh, part of the post-practice interviews today as well. Uh, Trey Ford, of course, hey, he wants to be uh, a leader, of course, but he says he's not taking the entire credit for the better play. Yeah, I mean, I think I've definitely stepped in and, you know, played the quarterback position for the team. But, I mean, if you look at the last three weeks, like, our O-line was also up there on the PFF. Like, they've played super well. Uh, our defense helped close out the game uh, a couple days ago here against Ottawa. So, I mean, I, do I think I've helped? Sure. But, I mean, I also think J-Jack put me in a situation, you know, good play calls to succeed. And, I mean, everybody around also stepped up their play and were able to help us get the wins. All right. Well, yeah, team sport, complex team sport, though quarterback often the uh, most important position on any team. And the play there has been better. The play calling has been better, a little more aggressive, a little more creative. And uh, now the Elks kind of looking like a normal football team. Maybe they're not going to make the playoffs. The odds are still stacked against them, but they look like a club. Anytime they go out there, you know, I think you at least say maybe. Maybe they got a chance in this one, even against some of the better teams in the league. And Trey Ford, and you may have seen, I think Morley played it, uh, he did play it on the Elks this week on Monday. He and I talked about it as well. The Instagram video the Elks put out, and uh, Trey Ford, after getting the game ball on Sunday night, addressing his teammates saying that this should feel normal. We feel great. Winning feels great. This should feel normal. And he uh, expanded on that today. Growing up, like, in high school and everything, uh, we won a lot of football games, and winning kind of became normal at that point, and then losing was, like, devastation. Honestly, it just feels good to kind of get back to myself and, you know, get winning again. Uh, I feel good. I feel normal again. Uh, was definitely not used to losing every single week. Well, uh, and that's good to hear because uh, I think certainly much of the fan base was getting used to losing every single week, and it happened every single week for the first nine games of the season. Certainly more hope, and uh, if they win Monday, the hope is going to even be springing out even higher, and then that's going to be an exciting one for the rematch at Commonwealth on Saturday, September 9th. Adam Konar, one of the vets on the Edmonton Elks, Morley Scott, caught up with him today. Uh, Adam, they say winning cures everything. Uh, tell me about the last couple of weeks and how different things have been around here. Um, I mean, I, I honestly wouldn't say it's been super different, you know. I mean, we've had a good feeling all year about this team. Um, and like we've been, we were saying the whole time, you know, it's just a matter of getting rolling. And uh, we've just been, you know, putting all three phases together the past couple of weeks, and we just got to continue that going into Calgary too. Things in this stretch of games that we've talked about are falling the right way. Now comes probably the biggest test of the bunch going to Calgary yeah definitely I mean Labor Day is always that time of season uh, when it really kicks up you know you start getting that playoff feel to all these games and stuff like that so it's a huge huge game for us huge game for Calgary so I'm excited it's going to be a fun week uh, what's your memories of Labor Day 
I mean, the, just a lot of battles with with uh, Calgary, obviously, man. Um, it, yeah, it's just it, it's it's always a tough game going into Calgary, obviously uh, playing in a, a pretty hostile environment. Uh, but it's always fun. I mean, if that game doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. You know, it's like a playoff game going down there and playing Labor Day. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a super fun game to play in. Is it an issue because you got to treat it like any other game because it's just the next game on the schedule, but there's just so much around it that everybody gets excited for. Is it is it difficult to treat it like it is just the next game? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't I don't think so for us, especially, you know, we're just we're really focused on ourselves and we're just focused on trying to get better every single week. And I mean, it just happens that uh, it's Labor Day this week. You know, it doesn't make a difference in our approach to the game or anything like that. Sure, it is Labor Day game, obviously a little more excitement around the game and stuff like that, but it doesn't change it from any other game, no. The game's the game, but I guess leading up to it and afterwards is where the difference is. Right? For sure, exactly. And just a whole environment around it all the crowd and everything like that is just the difference uh, but at the end of the day it is another game what's the crowd like in calgary are they are they active do you do you hear them a lot yeah i'm, uh, I'm especially on labor day they get real active out there yeah oh yeah yeah you can share or <laughs> I, no there's not there's not too much i could share from the experiences i know they they like to get involved uh down there for sure. They like to get involved in the game. Uh, the Golden Bears are in Calgary tomorrow to open up the Canada West season against the Dinos. You've been a part of that uh, battle of Alberta sure, yeah. from the other side, right? Uh, yeah. What do you remember about those games? Uh, a lot of domination from uh, UFC. To keep that down for Cordy and the guys on the team. But yeah, a lot of domination from, from the Dinos. I guess your time with the Dinos would have been the real down period for the Golden Bears. It was, for sure. It was. Yeah, it was a, a tough few years for those guys against us. Um, but um, we'll see what, what happens this week. I, I hear that U of A has a good-looking team this year. Hopefully UFC does. I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm hoping they're a good team again this year. So we'll see what happens happens Friday. All right, that is Adam Cohn, our linebacker for your Edmonton Elks, talking with Morley Scott after practice today. They continue on the practice field the next uh, couple of days down to Calgary on Sunday. Game on Monday, 3.30 for the countdown to kickoff and the game at 5 on 6.30, Chet. Going to be a fun one. A lot, uh, lot more positive anticipation. I guess more anticipation than dread for uh, Elks fans going into that game this season. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. Of course, you can get in touch, and I'm going to give you a reason to get in touch right away on the hotline, 780-496-0063. That's presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. You can email the show, insidesports at 630ched.com. You can follow me on Twitter, uh, X, whatever it's called, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Also today, uh, and you may have heard Brendan Escott and Cam Moon talking about this earlier today on Oilers Now. They're filling in for Bob Stoffer. Stoff's back tomorrow for the final noon to two edition of Oilers Now. Uh, Monday, he's going to have uh, uh, a best of. And then Tuesday after Labor Day, Bob is actually going to be in part of this time slot. Oilers Now is going to be 5-7, to seven, and then Inside Sports will be from 7-8. to eight. But uh, anyway, this is the uh, anniversary, 40th anniversary, my goodness, of Wayne Gretzky appearing on The Young and the Restless. And this is uh, Wayne, out of our Edmonton operation. Sure could use some of your class around home, Nikki. <laughs> Thank you. Um, are you just visiting, Mr. Call me Wayne. Everybody does. Wayne. Well, 
Wayne Gretzky on the Young and the Restless 40 years ago. I'm no skilled pickup artist, but I don't know if I'd trade all of mine for yours is the best line to use. Anyway, um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give away a canned ham t-shirt, maybe a couple. We'll do one now. 780-496-0063 if anybody wants to embark on this endeavor. Because I was looking at this today. There, uh, apparently, there are only three soap operas remaining on network television. The Bold and the Beautiful, General Hospital, and The Young and the Restless. That's all that's left. So, uh, I, I would like somebody per- to participate in this contest. I will give you the names of three, uh, th- three soap operas, but one of them is going to be fake. A fake soap opera, and you'll have to pick that out. I would love it if somebody would play along You're with a canned ham T-shirt on the line, 780-496-0063. We have more uh, breaking down Trey Ford's performance coming up. Jed Roberts, one of the greatest guests ever on this show, is going to be in studio for a full hour from 7 to 8. That's going to be fun. Inside Sports on Chet. <laughs> You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right. Appreciate you tuning in tonight. So uh, here's the deal. Uh, we're going to start with Josanne on the Certainty Hotline. Jo- Josanne, how's it going? Going really well. How about you? I'm doing very well. So here's the premise. I'm going to give you the names of three soap operas, except one of them is is fake. It's not actually a soap opera. You have to pick out the fake one. How confident are you okay. feeling? Really confident. Okay, here they here we go. One life to live, the lost and the lovely, all my children. Which one's fake? The lost and the lovely. That is fake. Brendan Escott helped me think of that this afternoon. Are you a soap opera fan? I've watched The Young and the Restless for all 40 years. Oh, wow. Is Nikki still on the show? Absolutely. Her and Victor are going strong. Victor is also still on the show. My goodness. She is. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, you, you've won a canned ham t-shirt. Is this one of the most special moments of your life? Undoubtedly. <laughs> That's a great answer, Josette. Thank you for listening, and thank you for playing our game. Uh, stay on hold, because Kellen's going to tell you how you can get the shirt, okay? Wonderful. Have a good evening. Right on. That is Josette. So a couple other people are on hold there. I'm going to do this again in about uh, in about half an hour, around 10 to 7, a little less. Than, well, yeah, in the next 20 to 27 minutes we'll do another shirt and uh, more name the fake soap opera this might be a new segment on the show kellen name the fake soap opera i got good feelings Actually, about I, it. I don't know if there are enough soap op- real soap operas to make fake ones that correspond to them all right uh so one life to live the lost and the lovely all my children the lost and the lovely was the fake soap opera This portion of Inside Sports has been presented by the awesome folks at Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. Trey Ford, 
doing it with his arm and with his legs. Ben Grant on Three Down Nation, though, wrote a great piece breaking down Ford's play against the Ottawa Red Blacks. We'll get to that, and Jed Roberts will be live in studio.